So I am using Ubuntu Mate still, Ricky. Um, mm-hmm. I really do like it. Um, it's quite good. Um, actually, enjoy a little bit of the stuff behind Ubuntu, but I, I yeah. um, had a very brief Loveless affair uh, yesterday with uh, straight up Ubuntu 1710. And um, <laughs> I despise GNOME. And I say this like every week, but GNOME is so <laughs> terrible. Um, well, I don't see, maybe it's just, I'm having a bad experience with it on my, on my desktop, but for some reason, the, Welcome the, to app, my world. <laughs> the, the app drawer or whatever, for whatever reason, like I click on the app drawer icon, yeah. and, you know, it has like that, uh, fanning effect. It brings up like the, like the launch oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. of apps or whatever. Yeah. I click on that and it takes like two seconds for it to open. I mean, there's like, yeah. it's not instantaneous like it should be. And I don't yeah. know if that's a. A hardware problem or something, I don't know. Um, and it was just so buggy that the regular mm-hmm. Ubuntu. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind Mate. I, there's a few bugs, but it's not bad. Um, yeah. I do miss Arch quite a lot, but I just can't be trusted with a rolling release. Um, <laughs> I just can't. Um, it's it's a shame. Um, plus, I found out that um, you, you uh, that uh, the Mailspring, which is my pick of the week for later, oh um, yeah, 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 doesn't work on Arch at all for some uh, reason. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. if I, if so I want to stay with my new awesome email client, I can't, I can't yeah. go back to uh, give it a month, then you'll be able to go. <laughs> the reason, I mean, it will install and everything. It just won't connect to the, their server or whatever. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I, know I had problems like that too. On uh, was another mail client that would install everything looked good, but then it just wouldn't work. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. I just blew it away. Well, see, like I, I really like KDE, and if I had a, if I had a choice, I would always use KDE. Um, yeah. but there's just no good email clients for KDE. Um, everything is built on GTK, like Evolution, um, Thunderbird, um, Geary. They're all GTK apps, and GTK yeah. apps, at least GTK email apps, don't work well mm-hmm. with KDE because they don't. Yeah, uh, yeah I think KDE Geary was the one I tried. It's a good email no. client, but for some reason, like I said, in KDE, it doesn't remember passwords at all, so I have to keep signing in over and over and over and over again. Every time it sends yeah. and receives email, I have to type in my password, which is like 20 characters long, and it's like, no, I'm not going to keep doing that. It's just a pain in the ass. So um, yeah. that's the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why I'm sticking with GTK-based DEs right now, Yeah, um, but we'll see. All right, so we, uh, we were going to change up the... Um, Podcast format. Oh, start doing some news, but Ricky, um, <laughs> it was lazy and uh, yeah. I mean, I said this out like a week and a half ago, Ricky. It wasn't even <laughs> just like today. I didn't get hey, with the. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get with the new organized program. That's okay. We'll do it again. We'll try it again next time, and um, yeah. we won't do a show unless Ricky actually, you know, follows the new rules. <laughs> um, anyways, that'll be. I'll be banished. I'll be yes. banished from the kingdom. <laughs> you voted off the island. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, so our, our, All right. So that'll be our um, December show, which will be um, almost. Actually, done. I don't see it. Do we have a December show? Mm, we should, because I'm good until the twenty second. Maybe we'll have to find it because we have two, three casts, and not one. Yeah. Second. Yeah. So time. throw one in there. Uh, we'll look. I'll look. Anyways, it doesn't matter. All right. Anyway, so our topic for today is flat packs 
and snaps. So, um, honestly, before we got back and started doing the Linux cache and I started using Linux full time, I had no idea what the hell flat packs or a snap was. Um, mm. And I think most people who are just getting into Linux probably don't have a clue what a flat pack or a snap is mm -hmm. either. Um, but what everybody does know is a, is some form of package management. Whether if you're on Ubuntu, you know Act. If yeah. you're on um, Fedora, you know probably you know Yum or um, Yum, yeah. or whatever it is. If, or, if, if you're on RPS, yeah, yeah, RPM. If you if you're on Arch. Uh, you you know uh, Yaourt and um, and the other three that are there on Arch. I'm like I've left Arch behind and now I've totally lost the everything. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I miss the AUR. Uh, anyways, you know you know the AUR on 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 Arch. Um, if you use Debian, you know Debian packages, uh, dead package, mm -hmm. packages. Um, so there's all of these. You know because there's so many different Linux uh, distros. Each one has their own package management system, um, and it's very confusing if you're a distro hopper like I am to learn each separate um, this package manager. Because, like, if if you decided to go to use Solus, which Solus is a very robust, fairly new distro, um, but they they're not based on like Ubuntu or anything, so you can't use Apt, you can't mm -hmm. use anything from Arch. It's their own their mm -hmm. their own distro, so they use something called. EO package, which is their package management yeah. system, mm -hmm. um, and you have to learn all the the ins and out of using that. Mm -hmm. You switch to that distro. So the the goal mm -hmm. behind things like flat packs and snaps is to have one package management system that works yeah. across every Linux distribution. Um, now snaps are supported mostly by the Canonical Foundation and the Ubuntu Foundation. Uh, they're mm -hmm. developed by Canonical, so they're they're more they're being pushed more on the Ubuntu side of things where flat packs are completely open source and are being pushed behind uh, distros like Mint. Uh, mm -hmm. um, Arch is support, supporting and uh, Fedora is using flat packs as well. Um, and you, but both of these actually still work across all um, distros. distros. So um, what I thought we would do today is just talk a little bit about uh, what flat packs and snaps are. Um, which ones, which one we think might go through and be the, the dominant mm -hmm. one in the future, and how this will change has the potential to change Linux <clears throat> in the future, specifically pointed towards new users. Um, mm -hmm. Because I'm, I think one of the the biggest, I mean, if you if you can get over the the number one hurdle of Linux, which is installing it and getting your hardware to work. After that, the next biggest hurdle is learning how to install software. Yes, um, and, and and one of the reasons why getting hard software on Linux is so hard is because it's not all in one place. Like, um, no. I mean, now I mean, obviously, software isn't all in one place on Windows either. Yeah. you have to go to like websites or whatever and download it. But in, in Linux, yeah, but it's, it's a lot easier. I mean, like with Linux, you it's gotta, just one file, yeah, right? It's, you got to have your PPAs, and you got to add your, you know, so yeah. add the repositories and. Yeah, it's because yeah. I mean, there's so it's like I said, it's different on on Linux and, and especially like if you're on Ubuntu, like Ricky said, you have to find your PPA, you have to update your update the repositories that you've installed, then you have to install, it, and that's in the terminal. Um, and that's where you can mm -hmm. install all of your uh, 
you know, pretty much any pet, any uh, Ubuntu qualified package that you want. <clears throat> they also, Ubuntu also uses GNOME software, which is their their GUI package man, uh, or software store or whatever. Um, but the problem with that is that not everything is there. Um, yeah. Same thing with uh, with Ubuntu Mate and uh, Linux Mint uh, Mate. Um, they use uh, the software boutique, and it's really awesome. But not everything is there. So like Dropbox is not in the software boutique. You yeah. have to go to the Dropbox website, download the okay. dev package, and install it through the terminal or through a a, a GUI application like GDebby. Um, yeah. Or you could use something like the Synaptics package manager which works across all Linux distributions, which is a, a GUI package management system. Um, but again, that's still in, in the background. That's still using things like dpackage and apt mm -hmm. and the things for the AUR and yeah. uh, R RPM for Fedora. So um, it's just very dispersed. Where So um, let's uh, jump into this just a little bit more in, in depth. Um, what experience, Rick, do you have any experience of installing snaps or flatbacks yet? Um, I have experience with uh, snaps, of course, because I'm an Ubuntu user. Mm -hmm. um, so my thought overall, uh, okay, so here's the thing. With, um, with Linux, for me personally, the thing I like about it is the terminal. And I feel like with these, they're geared towards getting Linux on a more mainstream level. Because more users know the GUI than the terminal. And so either they have to learn the terminal to get their uh, software installed or <clears throat> they're just lost and, and they go away. So this would sort of give them a way to get in there and install some stuff. Um, that being said, I think there's there's sort of good reasons be, behind each one. Um, but overall, like you were saying, I think that um, Snaps is going to win out um, just because um, it, it has a central repository. <clears throat> and the thing with that is that obviously it's sort of against the whole spirit of Linux because in order to develop or whatever, uh, get your stuff in there, you have to sign an agreement and it's sort of overseen by, cano uh, I can never say their name. Canonical, yeah. Yeah, those guys. Um, whereas Linux is supposed to be, you know, free distribution, open source. But you see the problem is that with that, no one is actually sort of updating and 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 managing like a gardener right so you have like ppas repositories here and there you know you you have a problem where you're looking for software you go on the web in a forum or a site and it recommends the software and it gives you a repository and you don't know how old it is if it even still works um, is there a newer version than the one that's linked? Um, and then, of course, like, you know, I come from a security background. So with a PPA, where it's a personal repository, like, how do you know how unscrupulous the person behind it really is? You know what I mean? 
um, just because people on a forum said it's good, you don't know those people. Like it's different if you've been a member of the forum for years and you know, you know, certain members and, and they recommend it. Okay, that's great. But if you're a new user or, you know, you just Googled it and you found it, like, so that's why I'm saying if there was sort of who were going through and, you know, they had a main database so that you could refer to it and they would say, okay, you know, don't use this repository. Uh, it's not good. If you're looking for that software, use this one. Um, you know, this is the newest version. Go here for it. You know what I mean? Like, without that, people are lost. And that's why having a central repository is a good thing because you don't have to worry about all that stuff. Um, it's very, uh, you know, if you look at the Windows thing, like you were mentioning with Windows, it's easy because any site you go to, if it has an EXE for the installation, mm -hmm. um, you can look at the version. It'll tell you the version. It'll tell you um, the date that it was uploaded, whatever. But even better, it'll tell you which version of Windows it runs for. So if you go there and it says it runs on Windows XP and you've got Windows 8, obviously that's a really old version of software. You know what I mean? So it's it's very different um, in the way it goes out. Um, that being said, like I said, personally, I like to go through the terminal and get my stuff. I know new users won't go through that. Um, and so that's why I think, you know, Snap will win, win out because it's a central repository. New users don't have to worry about, okay, is this the newest version? Um, what's the security of this repository? Am I going to get bad stuff from it? Will it actually work? Um, you know what I mean? So, um, but the thing is, like, even me on my Ubuntu, when I go in and, uh, like, I get a thing for one of my software all the time telling me there's a new version, I click it, and then the software manager opens up, and I click on install. It starts to install, and then it just stops. No explanation, doesn't tell me it failed. Um, I've gone into terminal, go to the place where the installer file is, make sure all the permissions are correct, try to... So, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a foolproof method just because it's a, a GUI, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think they still got a, a bit of ways to go. Yeah, I mean... Because, these, you know... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, with Linux, you have so many distros... And not only so many distros, but it works on so many different hardware um, that, you know, it, it you're going to have those things out there where, message. you know, some stuff just won't install or, you know, so, yeah. All right. But so between the two, I, I like the idea of the flat packet um, because it's open source and stuff. But I think that Snap wins out because of the the way it is. Yeah, see, I disagree. I think that in the end, there won't actually be. I think. I think what we'll see is that instead of having, obviously, regular package management is not going to go anywhere. So you're still going to have the yeah. AUR, you're still going to have apps, you're still going to have RPM and dev packages. Those things are still going to be there for people who, you know, want to use them. Um, but I, I think that both flat packs and snaps will end up being 
the central repositories like like you're talking about. So like there's a like um, mm -hmm. in the last couple of months there's been something created called FlatHub where you can go through and mm -hmm. you can actually there's like all all the most recent flat packs are in one place and you just can download them. It's kind of like a a FlatHub store. Um, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know how it's curated or, or, or not, but, um, so I mean, and that, and that, like I said, that's available off through every distro that supports flat packs, uh, snaps yeah. so far is mostly in the, at least the GUI portion of it is mostly in Ubuntu and that's through GNOME mm -hmm. software center. So like now GNOME mm -hmm. software center will support snaps and then and now every, any, uh, distro that supports GNOME 3.26, I think, um, mm -hmm. will also support snaps through the GNOME Software Center. Um, the the biggest problem with that is is while we're in this transitory period, you're going to end up getting if when you go into if you enable the snaps um, uh, functionality in GNOME Software Center, and, we, and then when you search for something like say Chromium or uh, Audacity or something like that, you're going to get mm -hmm. uh, results for both the regular repository from you know, software center, um, and and the snap pack um, that's uh, there. Okay. So yeah. um, you're not gonna really know which one you're, you're gonna go through, and they're not mm -hmm. necessarily going to be updated on the same uh, yeah, know, same yeah. time. So you, it's gonna be it's this is gonna be very very confusing. But what I think is gonna end up mm -hmm. happening is that we'll end up seeing both flat packs and snaps live kind of side by side. Um, some people mm -hmm. will like flat packs, some people will like snaps. It's gonna depend. Mm -hmm. On what you use. I mean, even if you use Ubuntu, you can still use flat packs. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. just something you know that it'll just be a personal preference. Um, but I think mm. what's the, the best thing about this is that you can choose. I mean, you it's it's because it's so distro independent. Uh, you can choose you can choose your distro and not have to worry about having to go through mm -hmm. and figure out what package manager you're going to use because you're not tied down to a single package manager. You can use. Mm -hmm. Flat packs, or you can use snaps, and it'll just it'll just uh, work once you learn how to do them. Um, I think that that's, I mean, and snaps has a much more, uh, uh, has a much more um, diverse and coherent CLI um, mm -hmm. mechanism in place already. So if if you're more used to using the command line, snaps is probably going to be the one that you're going to use the most, at least for now, whereas mm -hmm. flat packs, the command line interface is mostly aimed towards developers and actually writing your applications into flat packs. Um, whereas, mm -hmm. where snaps, where snaps is much more of a traditional, uh, package manager. So like, in, it, it, so say you wanted to install a snap, um, you would use sudo snap install, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where just like you would use sudo apt install, you know, yeah. theory or whatever. It's, it's very much yeah, exactly yeah, the same, um, except for it's all in one repository, right? So, um, where whereas Flatpaks, I, and I'm not entirely familiar with everything that goes around Flatpaks completely, um, it, Flatpaks is much more geared towards GUI-based stores um, mm -hmm. like FlatHub or, um, or integration into something like Elementary OS um mm. which what they're doing i also know that linux mint is pushing flat packs a lot more because um mm -hmm. I, I i really what what which one of these is supported by which distro 
I mean, they're both going to be supported and as in used, but I mean, as in uh, promoted. So, like, um, Linux Mint is much more focused on uh, open source because it's basically that's what they want to do. Is it's completely open source. Whereas something like regular Ubuntu, Canonical wants to make money. Um, yeah. So they're going to focus more <clears throat> on snaps, which is a little bit more proprietary than flat packs because yeah, like you said, yeah, if if you want to write a snap and you want it to be signed. Yeah, um, you have to sign their. You have to sign their agreement, agreement. right? Um, now, obviously, you can create you can create snaps and have them unsigned, but it's not. Um, you have then your users yeah. if you want to install that, you have to jump through a few extra hoops. Um, yeah. So, um, I think what's really interesting, Ricky, is that we're entering a period where software is going to become easier and easier to get no matter what distro you're using. Um, and, that, and that's something that's been a little, a little too hard for the new unit, new Linux user because of the despair, the, the, the diversity of, of package managers across different distros. So um, if, if you're a new user and you use Linux mm-hmm. Mint, yes, you're still going to be using apt. Um, mm-hmm. But you're also going to be able to, to learn about flat packs, um, and yeah. say you say you move away from Linux Mint once you learn Linux, and you move to say Fedora, um, you can continue using flat packs. Um, and say you get sick of Fedora because it's so buggy, you and you want to, or, or, or say you move to Fedora, and you you learn that for a little while, and you decide you want to go to something a little bit harder and uh, more involved, and you want to go to Gentoo or OpenSUSE. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you can also still use Flatpaks. I mean, in, installing your software with these, once they get fully developed and fully supported by both, you know, whatever sides they have, it's going to become easier and easier to install software, which is a fantastic thing. Um, yeah. Because it, installing software and finding software and finding updated software, just like you said, um, has always been a problem for Linux because, I mean, there's so much on the Internet. Like I said, you don't know if you find this repository. Yeah, you don't know, you know, what you're installing. You don't, you don't know if it's the the updated version. You don't know if it's the, you don't even know if it's still working, if it's still supported. So I mean, it's it's always yeah. that's always been a problem. And I think once these these ideas are a little bit more fleshed out and they're more fully supported across every distro, no matter which one it is, it's going to become more and more easy to install software, which is fantastic for new, especially mm-hmm. for new users. Um, mm-hmm. We we. People who have used Linux for a long time have gotten kind of gotten used to going out and finding software, um, and then using the command line just to install it with whatever package management is is on our distro. Um, so that is flat packs versus snaps. Basically, it's um, it's very interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. over the next. Yeah, couple. it'll be very exciting. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see as it moves forward what what happens, what shakes down. Yeah, so I want to talk a bit. Ricky, have you used? I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you talk about some news, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you didn't <laughs> go through it and look at the links. Um, so, um, Ricky might not have a lot, a lot to say about this, but I don't care. Um, so, <laughs> Fedora 27 was released since our last podcast. Um, ah, Fedora. Yeah, um, well, I definitely so, didn't use that. <laughs> I can uh, tell you that much. <laughs> Um, I didn't use it either, mainly because it's it's just a, a iterative kind of um, 
update. So it, it now supports GNOME 3.26. Oh, okay. uh, it has the latest version of LibreOffice. Um, it's mostly yeah. there was a lot more um, updates on the server side than it, than on the the desktop side. So, anyways, Fedora 27 is out. Um, the the biggest re- release and the biggest thing I think we should talk about is the new Firefox. Have you tried the new Firefox? Oh, um, Quantum. Don't no no. I haven't tried that. All right. Well, you got to try because it is astonishingly fast, Ricky. Um, oh really? Yeah, it's like very very fast, and that's the thing. It was it, 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 okay. That's the thing that they're pushing is that yeah. it's like like. 30 or 40 percent faster in Chrome, and the funny thing is, yeah. it, it is. It is very, very fast. Okay, so if I already have Firefox installed, can I just do an update, or is this like a separate one that I'm not to install? You should be. It should, it should be a, an update. In fact, if you're using okay. if you're using Ubuntu, you should already have it. Um, yeah. Well, my update's fucked. So that's a story for another day. <laughs> Ricky has so many Linux problems. We should create a podcast just for you. Um, anyways, I really, well, I really yeah, after it. this, I'm, I'm going to be asking you about um, some distros because I have an idea of something I want to do. Yeah, you should definitely try Ubuntu Mate, but um, you mm-hmm. have enough problems with Ubuntu. Um, it is. Um, and maybe try something a little bit different. Uh, anyways, um, I, I suggest Fedora, but we all know that that's not a option. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, anyways, um, so like I said, the Firefox Quantum is very, very fast. Um, it's a new, has a new UI, um, so it's a little bit more like, in you know, in the old Firefox, how the like the tabs were like kind of um, circular. Oh yeah. You know, like have rounded yeah. corners or whatever. Now right. they're square. Um, oh, okay. So, so um, it's a it's a new UI has uh, they buried the themes for some reason like the, they buried, uh, you know they buried them in like deep down in the settings it's really weird. Um, so there's some yeah. there are some things I didn't really uh, agree with. I'm still using Chrome unfortunately because I'm a big Google user, um, and some yeah. and there's some Google things that just don't work well in Firefox and just never have. Yeah. Um, well, I know they updated on the Windows side. And they fucked a whole bunch of plugins that used to work. I think they're going like a more, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if they're going a more official route or whatever. So it's like a whole bunch of plugins that used to work. They're like, nah, fuck you. Like we want people to use our version or whatever. Well, I, think the, I think the biggest thing is they want to keep the browser fast and extensions yeah. slow things down. So like in yeah. Chrome, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten extensions running right now. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I'm surprised the browser even works at all. No wonder this thing is so fucking slow. I need to get rid of some of those things. But the problem is I use them. Like I have NPass and LastPass on there. I have the yeah. Dolphin browser because I use Dolphin on the iPhone. Um, because Chrome yeah. on my iPhone is terrible. Um, I use, you know, I pocket. I have the ad blocker because I'm cheap and don't want to pay people for ads. Um, so I mean, I, mean it's, I I think that's one of the things that Firefox They're is trying, trying to get to, away from. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it still does work with some extensions. So it's not. It's yeah. Not no. No. Everyone's extension. Yeah, they didn't break all of them. Just. Just some of them. All right. So um, let's see what else. All right. So, uh, other than that, uh, there was a couple other things of, of news that I wanted to talk about. So, um, mm-hmm. in terms of supercomputers, Linux now totally dominates supercomputers. It's on <laughs> Linux is on every single one of the top five hundred supercomputers in the world. Every single one. 
Um, wow. And that's the first time since 1993 that that's uh, since the, they started keeping track. Yeah, oh, so wow. um, Linux dominates the, the enterprise. It really does. Um, now, obviously, yeah. Windows is there too, um, <clears throat> but not on supercomputers because we all know Windows sucks. Um, and you don't want to. You don't want Windows on a supercomputer where you actually want to do things. Um, yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah. Apple no, doesn't. No browsing Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, and then that was pretty much it for the the news that I wanted to cover this time. We'll cover more news next time when Ricky actually decides mm -hmm. to do uh, the work. All right. So let's move into the, uh, Ricky. Do you have a pick of the week for us this week? Yes, I do. Excellent. Why don't you tell us what your pick of the week is? Okay. So I decided to go in a little bit of a different direction than just a pick. Because um, from forever, I've always wanted people to just do better computing. So I've done a YouTube channel and a blog and whatever. But the thing is just reach. So I figured, you know, instead of picking a software or whatever, I'd give like just a little, um, you know, good to do sort of thing um so my thing for this week is passwords please look at password managers matt just talked about a bunch that he uses there's LastPass, there's KeyPass, there's one password so there's a ton of password managers there's free ones there's paid ones um the important thing is to make sure you know who's sort of behind the password manager because you're putting your passwords in there. So you don't want a no name. Um, go on forums and ask if you don't really know. Um, if you're paying for it, that's sort of an indication that they're making money off you. You're a customer. They're not really going to do something nefarious with your, with your passwords. Um, I mentioned that because I don't know, year after year, we keep getting this password list of ridiculous passwords and people still keep using them. So, you know, the password managers will create uh, secure passwords for you if you're lazy and you don't want to do it. Or if you do uh, create secure passwords, but you want to use different ones for each uh, account, because if the account uh, service is lazy and they get hacked, like, creating a secure password doesn't really help you because then all your other accounts are pretty much vulnerable. Um, so if you want to do that, you'll end up with tons of different secure passwords. That's where the manager comes into effect. All you have to do is copy and paste. So yeah, make secure passwords, use different passwords for each account, at least for your bank accounts and stuff like that, and, um, and uh, put them in the password manager. Yeah, I agree so. with you. All right, so I have two picks of the week this week. Um, now, Ricky would tell you that over a conversation he and I had over email this week that I had an orgasmic experience with an email client called Mailspring, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's absolutely true. Um, all right, so email clients on Linux are kind of terrible. Um, I know everyone goes on and on about how uh, Thunderbird that is, is also true. <laughs> um, how Thunderbird is awesome. But Thunderbird is kind of terrible unless you, you want to use extensions up the wazoo. Um, out of the box, Thunderbird doesn't will not even include will not even sync to your Google contacts list. You have to have an extensions to do it, and it's not even like an official extension. It's like some third party janky extension in their store or whatever. <laughs> like, do I trust this thing or not? I'm not sure. Or am I giving away all the email addresses of all my contacts ever? 
um, kind of thing. Um, it's just, I don't know. So I don't like Thunderbird as nearly as much as I did the first time I suggested it. Um, Evolution is kind of awesome in terms of, you know, layout and functionality, but it only works on GTK. If you use a QT-based system like KDE or LXQT or whatever, it doesn't work worth a damn because it doesn't remember passwords. You have to don't. You actually then have to download a dependency uh, of GNOME, uh, like Wallet or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. But in order for it to actually remember your freaking passwords, um, and it and even then it has connection problems on QT on QT based um, uh, systems. Uh, Geary, kind of the same story. Um, um, now Mailspring. Uh, also has some of those same problems, only it's the, um, I don't know, it, it's just designed better. It's designed in such a way that I can overlook the fact that it won't work on KDE um, or Arch. Um, so anyways, it's very much uh, designed like you would expect Apple to design something. Like uh, um, it's very, uh, <laughs> it's very well designed. It, it has like read receipts, which is really awesome. Um, it, you know, it's it's designed well. It's just, it's very good and it's free. The only downside is you do have to have an account with the per, with the developer in order to to use it. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why, which is a little scary. <laughs> uh, but I did it. I didn't care. Um, and then just well, I mean, to... remember when Facebook first came out and you had to be Mark Zuckerberg's friend or you couldn't use it? <laughs> no one remembers well, you also that. Had to be a, I mean, you also had to have like a collegiate email, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. like you could only have friends in college and once you left college you didn't have friends anymore <laughs> uh, anyways so, so Mailspring is free um, if you're using a GTK based operating system um, you know, or desktop environment I mean um, you know Gnome or um, or Mate or uh, Budgie they're all GTK based Mailspring works awesome it's lovely um, and it's free, obviously. It's not quite open source. It's kind of open source. Um, anyways, the second one is Synaptic Package Manager. I just kind of discovered it, rediscovered it this this week. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like the AUR, but for a for cross distros. Um, it makes it easy to search out different, um, you know, packages and and software and stuff like that. Um, the but uh, like on Ubuntu, you have to you have to manage the the, the repositories um, that it has access to for you to actually search it. Um, what I like about, about it most is it makes it very easy on uh, on your system to uninstall apps without having to go dig into the command line and figuring out how to mm. uh, uh, uninstall something from the command line, that, especially if you don't know what the package name is. So, like, if you know a package... You, you have a package that you want to install. Like, say I wanted to install Mailspring. Uh, Mailspring might yeah. not be the package name. The package name might be Mailspring Mail Client, and yeah. I don't know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and you have to know that whole thing in order to uninstall it in the yeah. command line, um, especially if there's multiple packages that are kind of similar. So, like, if you, if you just had that one package, and then you could just hit the tab for the autocomplete, and it would probably find it. But if you have multiple different yeah. ones... Um, it's it gets it gets it's a little hard, but anyway, Synaptic Package Manager makes it so you can just search for it, and it's completely in the GUI, and then you can just completely remove it through there, um, which is which is great. Plus, it works across mm -hmm. all distros. Um, so, anyways, those are my two picks of the week. Now, 
that is it for us this time. And this may very well be the last Linux cast of the year. Um, because apparently that's what we decided. I don't understand why we didn't but, schedule, schedule one yeah, for... Yeah, we might schedule something else. So we'd have we to might surprise you guys. The only <laughs> Friday we have available, Ricky, is the 1st, which is mm -hmm. next week. December 1st? Yeah, December 1st. The other two are um, both... As long as it's new. Say it again, Ricky? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that was when we were doing the noon and then the nighttime show. But noon, I'm good. I'm at work, so. Right. Well, we have two. Well, maybe we could do, because you won't be here on the 15th at the 10 o'clock show for the three cast. Anyways, we could, we could talk about this. All no. this, this is completely interesting yeah. inside baseball for the people who are listening. <laughs> uh, just totally ignore Anyways, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so uh, at the Linux cast on Twitter. I'm at MTWB on Twitter. Ricky is Ricky underscore Williams one. You can contact contact us via email at email at the linuxcast.com. Um, you can also like us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash the Linux cast. Um, so that is where you can, you can contact with us. If we're not back for an episode in December, we will see you in 2018, which is just kind of blowing my mind to say. We'll see you then. <laughs> yep. Merry Christmas and that, or I should say, uh, have a good holiday. Happy I'll holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay safe with that one. <laughs> <laughs> See you later.